Well, the trade deadline looms. We, we're seeing a lot of rumors out there I want to kind of address. And the first thing I kind of wanted to note is, you know, a lot of fans always kind of, and teams, overrate their own youth. They don't understand, you know, they, they've seen the guy for so long. How come they can't get X player back? And they want to get supreme value. The teams that get screwed in this league are the teams that don't really understand where they are in that uh, classic road to contention, road to uh, rebuild, what have you, right? And they they slow down on stuff, right? So, like, Hinky, let's just go back. Hinky got blamed because he was trying to lose and stuff, but he understood the Sixers on the road to rebuild, and he wanted to get there as quickly as possible. Now, where Hinky could get some of the blame is he was real quick to move off of guys that actually had value and probably got rid of them at, like, 25 cents on the value. So, like, Evan Turner, I remember, got moved to Indiana for a pair of second-rounders. That's bad value, right? Evan Turner was a former second pick, was still playing well for the Sixers, right? Was one of, you know, was still a rotational talent or better for a second-round playoff team. That's worthy of, of, at worst, like a mid-to-late first, right? So, to get two seconds for that, it's bad. And he did a boatload of those types of deals, right? Moving off of um, Spencer Haas and, and a bunch of others, right? Fine. Uh, he did other good moves, too, obviously, along the way. But, like, and also moving Drew Holiday early and, and everything like that doesn't mean you got to move everybody. Right? So it doesn't, and it's not binary. It doesn't mean you got to contend or rebuild. But you have to understand kind of where you're at and the value of these guys. So the, the two situations I want to kind of comment on, one is Indiana. Indiana is asking for way too much in a Sabonis deal. This is not the same Sabonis of a few years ago. There's a couple of things we need to point out about Sabonis. First is... Um, you know, he's a dinosaur in this league, right? I mean, like, the, the notion of having a big who could play a little bit of back-to-the-basket, even though he's got a little Jokic in him in the sense that he could play high post, he's a high IQ guy, shoot a little bit. He's still not great defensively. He doesn't fit on a lot of teams. You can't expect to ask for, like, an all-star and a pick, you know, a, a, a high-potential youth and a pick and return, right? Like, if you're if you're trying to sell Sabotas, do try to get 1.1 or 1.15, on the dollar, you're not going to get that's insanity, right? You should be happy with 85 cents on the dollar because it pushes you towards the rebuild, which you desperately need. And by the way, by moving off Sabonis, you get a little worse, which means you improve your draft pick, which Indiana has not had in a long time. The last time the Pacers had a top three pick was Rick Smith in 1985, okay? So if you're going to rebuild, like rebuild right to an extent, now they draft well, fine. They got Chris Duarte, they've gotten picks late. That have been good. We, we, we know the history, right? Whether it's, uh, uh, you know, Paul George, Danny Granger, uh, etc., Roy Hibbert. So, Indiana does a good job drafting. They, they, could, they could, you know, a good idea for them is just to compile picks and then let their scouting do the rest. That's fine. But, like, don't try to sell off guys who are dinosaurs in the league for 1.15 off. No one's taking that deal. That's insanity. Okay? And they're doing the same thing with Miles Turner, too. They're asking for two firsts. And, like, look, I'm sorry. If these guys were any good, you'd have a better record. Like, I mean, that's the end of it. That's it. You know, Karis LeVert, same thing. Like, I thought he was good. But, again, if you have LeVert, Turner, and Sabonis, and you think they all are worthy of, of, of getting that in return, how come you're not first in the East? How come you're, like, 13th? Something's wrong, right? It means you're, maybe your key guys aren't as good as we thought. Maybe, maybe you know what, that's probably what it is. So why don't you unload them before they continue to depreciate in value and don't hang out to them for the last glimpses of, of what? What exactly? 14th seed Easter Conference basketball? 
I don't understand what you're doing, Indiana. Uh, my other gripe is with Philadelphia, the same notion, right? So, like, you know, I don't know what leverage Bori thinks he has. This is getting ridiculous. But, like, he's finally – and I love the way he spun it like a marketer. This is absurd. He's like, well, Embiid is playing so well. Embiid is playing so well that we can actually move Simmons. Instead of a top 25 guy, we just need a top 40 guy, and we're good. We don't need a top 25 guy. We're playing that well. It's like, wait, what? It's like, what does Embiid play well have anything to do with what value you'd want for Simmons? Now, I agree you'd want to, uh, you know, get pieces that you could build around Embiid. Fine. But that makes sense. You want some spacers and, you know, maybe another penetrating guard, what, what have you. But you definitely don't change your – those are two, you know, independent things. Embiid playing well at Simmons' value. It just tells you that Maury was completely idiotic in the initial values he set forth for Simmons. And there was rumors of deals that were out there, and I was kind of surprised by what, you know, what he was fetching uh, in a Simmons deal. And, and the whole league is just weird because, like, um, you know, James Harden went for four future firsts. Again, it sounds like a lot. Four future number 25 to 30 picks ain't worth the whole lot. How many of those guys actually stick around the league? Right? So, like, that's like any four Grevious Vasquez. Have you heard of him? Maybe not. You know? And if you get Grevious Vasquez or Carl Stelfino type, that's pretty damn good. You, you, you're not going to end up with more than two of those with four picks in the 20 to 5 to 30, let alone one. And that's what you traded for Harden. Yet Simmons' value is completely out of whack. Um, so Phil, Philadelphia, they, they, they got to think differently with it. I mean, like, I like the idea they're going with Atlanta now. Like, they're, you know, maybe, put, you know, using Harris in a deal, what have you, with Sacramento, maybe. But that's crazy. My other gripe, on the opposite, and so those are people overvaluating their, uh, their quote-unquote star talent. On the flip, okay, it's people completely un- overrating their youth. Now, here's the thing with the youth. i got to make this point. Like, if your guard, like like with the Knicks with Quinton Grimes, let's, let's, let's carry this. Grimes looks like a nice player. He, he, he's getting up shots, and he's hitting them at a decent clip. He, he, looks, he looks like he's showing flashes. But the problem, here's the thing. In the NBA, to increase the value of the youth and to really see what the youth can do, you have to give them consistent minutes and usage. You got it. You got to put them hard in your rotation for better or worse, and you got to live or die with it. Okay? You have to. That's the only way these guys get better. Right? Um, and then you could trade them and then, and then, you know, see from there. But you have to do that. With a guy like Tibbs as your coach, the Knicks are not going to see. And this is why, by the way, the Knicks haven't signed a first-round pick. They haven't re-signed their own first-round pick since Charlie Ward back in 93 or 94. That is insane. I've never heard of a streak like that. You haven't re-signed your first-round pick? Look, they'll probably do with R.J. Barrett, so the streak's going to end. Probably. Who knows? But they, they are thinking something else. If they feel like that Grimes... Top it a quickly, or all of a sudden get escalated value. Learn the lesson from Kevin Knox. You drafted the guy eighth, right? You drafted him in the top ten, and you know he started one year, and then you didn't you didn't play him after that. He could have been a small ball four. He could have like at least been better in value, and then you want to package him after that. Fine, but you have to sacrifice rotation and minutes for you to develop. You don't want to waste it on Alec Burks, who we all know who he is. 
Okay? You don't need to do that. And I like Alec Burks, but again, like you like you don't need to do that. Like if the Knicks were smart, they would basically force Tibbs's hand. I think the guys that have to move on that roster right now, I mean, it was great that they got Cam Reddish. That, that is a great trait. Cam Reddish has got high potential. The next moves have to be moving off of Fournier and Burke, some combination of those two. Because it's not like they're helping or hurting or anything like that. That's not that's not the point. The point is it's just that if you got if you simply removed those two players, you'd be forced to play Grimes and quickly in the rotation. <coughs> that 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 would you know. And they'd be far better off for it. Far better off. And, and you know, GMs need to realize this when they're talking to their coaches. Like, look, we got to get minutes to these guys. And those three, those three guys, you know, that they showed potential. You're not a good team. If you're not a good, look, I'll say this. I'll say it better. If you're not a good team in the NBA, if you're not like a top four team that looks like you got a shot of contention, you got to try to develop your youth. You got to. Right. So what other way to do that? You know, that, that's that's the play right there. Um, and the Knicks aren't the only one. They're not. I don't want to, like, you know, nitpick on them and then claim that, you know, they're the only team that uh, is doing youth wrong. The Celtics, my Celtics, are, uh, you know, that's my biggest frustration with them. And I think most fans would agree. Like, we're totally fine if... Um, you know, if they didn't, if the Celtics didn't sign, like, look, we thought we could maybe contend. I get it, but right now at the deadline, if I'm if I'm Celtics GM, I just I just try to move Schroeder and Richardson to a team that thinks they 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 could contend. And I look at the Cavs, and I say, look, Rondo looks like he's out. You got a shot right now, Cleveland. Hey, Cleveland, you got a shot at not only making the playoffs, making a run. We'll give you. Richardson um, and Schroeder. Why don't you give us back Rubio, which is a dead deal because he's got you know he's done for the year, so he doesn't have to report. Huh? Who cares? Just get the contract and like uh, Lotto protected first. I don't think that's that's that terrible for for both. Now you might say Cleveland's overpaying. No, they're not going to give you Lotto protected first. Come on, I do some protection on it, and I love it if I'm Boston because. Um, I'm forcing myself to play Pritchard, Naismith, a link for now, the rotation. Okay. And I get, I, you know, I take a flyer and have another flyer in the draft and maybe that gives me asset capital, what have you. It definitely does stuff. But, you know, teams got to think that way. Like if you're not, you know, unless, unless you, you know, you think you are, unless you think you are contending, right? Now, look, the East is tight. It's tight right now. And you could tell me, um, look, if a team didn't move here and there, they, they could they could get to contention. Um, and by the way, the same is made with, like, like Sacramento, right? So S- Sacramento, I think they're thinking, I don't know. They, first they say they're going to move off Fox. Now they're not. Sacramento's another team that, like, really needs to, I think they got to move off Fox. I mean, they have to. Because, again, the way to develop is both minutes and usage. It's not just minutes. It's usage as well. So you have, if you have a guy, like in Sacramento's case, like um, Darren Fox. Hi. Oh, nope. Like Darren Fox, right, who's occupying, 
you know, a ton of usage, and you got Halliburton and Mitchell waiting in the wings, move off and get wings, right? The move that I love for, for the following teams is, is, is this, right? Like, analyzing kind of the landscape a little bit. The three teams that obviously, like, you know, I think there's a Boston-Indiana-Sacramento triangle potentially forming. There could be a New York-Sacramento-Philly triangle um, as well, okay? The Boston one could be, you know, and again, it's it's which team thinks they're a pretender or a contender, right? So both the Knicks, the Knicks, Celtics, and Hawks all probably could feel like, hey, look, like I'll, let's go through each perspective, <coughs> okay? The um, the Hawks could be like, hey, we're in the conference finals last year. We make something, you know. We're having a funky play of the year. There's no reason, though, that if we were all healthy, we can make a run. And as long as we make the playoffs, things could be interesting. And I think a lot of Eastern teams are, are, are thinking that, right? If we can make the playoffs, maybe avoid Milwaukee and Brooklyn in round one. I don't think you want to play them on the road. But, like you know, honestly, Miami does not seem, like, crazy intimidating. You're in the mix, okay? And Brooklyn, if Kyrie continues to only play on the road, that seems like they're beatable. So there could be Eastern teams that are like, hey, you know, we get in, even though six seed, we can make a run. Six seed. I know it sounds crazy. But if you're Atlanta, let's say, and Atlanta's like, okay, what do we need to do? Well, let's change around a rotation. This is what happened last year. Right? We we adapted our rotation a little bit. We we cut it down, you know, for, for the benefit and, and it worked for everybody. And I think what Atlanta would want to do is move off of Collins. And if I'm Atlanta, I'm looking, obviously looking for defense. You want a 3 and D wing um, or a better backup combo guard than DeLon Wright to, to Young and a guy that could play alongside him a little bit and, and maybe go small ball there. Okay. I think you'd be willing. I think they like Kevin Herter. They just signed him. They'd be willing to move Bogey Collins. Okay. So if you're Atlanta, you're like, well, hold on a second. Can I make a run at Simmons? Yeah, maybe. You might be able to, right? If you move Bogey, Collins, uh, Gallinari's contract, you got Jalen Johnson, you got picks, you're willing to take on Harris with Simmons, there could be something there. Now, if I'm Philly, I'm like, why the hell am I doing Like, are you really going to improve a contender? And by the way, the last thing you want if you're Maury, I mean, this would look horrible, is if you played Simmons in the playoffs and you lost to Simmons. That would be chef's kiss, right? That would be great. Well, great revenge. You're asking for phenomenal revenge right there, okay? Which is uh, which is entirely possible that that could occur, okay? Really, like, almost, uh, I would almost say inevitable to that point. Um Right, so if you're Atlanta, that's a package that works, right? You want, I mean, Simmons would be great on that team. It's a risk I take. If you're a filler, you're going to get a better package. I don't know. A lot of people like have a weird read on Collins, right? Like, you know, how good is he? It's tough. He's a tough call because like he doesn't fit everywhere. He's like a finesse big, but he also has some toughness. He can score, but he doesn't do anything great, right? And that seeing Aaron Gordon, you know, leave Orlando and not do like transcendent things in Denver makes me a little susceptible. Of, of Collins. Bogey is a great shooter. I mean, like, the fit on Philly would, there'd be something there. Right? 
So that's honestly um, that's one uh, that's one option, right? The other um, the other big play. So that's Atlanta's like landscape, right? Now Atlanta can go other ways, maybe. You know, you, you do a Boston package, but again, like, it's kind of weak, right? Let's just be honest. Like, Smart and Josh Richardson for Collins? I don't know. Maybe. And Picks? Eh. Maybe. Okay. Um, but with – so that's the Atlanta-Philly kind of connection. There's a, there's a there's an angle there that you can see. Then I do think – you know, look, look, again, Boston-Atlanta could re-engage, but I don't, I don't think um, – I don't think that's what Boston wants. Boston wants a point guard, right? Or uh, maybe an all-star four. So maybe you're right. So maybe there is a Boston-Atlanta thing there. Okay? Fine. There could also be now Indiana playing in. So I don't think Atlanta has that many fits of other teams besides Philly. Boston thing, maybe, but I doubt it. Boston-Indiana, there could be something. There could be a market. Remember, Indiana was interested in a Miles Turner for Marcus Smart trade. So there's no reason not to think that uh, that can happen again, but with Sabonis. Um, I think, I think you know, Stevens made it clear they want to build around Tatum Brown and, and, and Robert Williams. So, I, and I can see Sabonis there. I think they need, you know, a guy to run the offense through. I, you know, I know, I think, you know, Stevens likes bigs that could shoot and pass a little bit. I could see an interest in Sabonis. And again, thinking that concept, we're like, let's get the six seed. Okay. So look, you start playing that out and stuff. What does that What does that take? That's going to take more youth, right? You have, um, again, you have the trio of youth: Pritchard, uh, Naismith, and Langford, and you have Marcus Smart, right? Um, is that enough to get Sabonis? Okay. The other play is now. Remember, Sacramento wants to completely overhaul. They look like they look like they're going for a four. So you have a potential Boston, Indiana, Sacramento triangle, or Sacramento is willing to move Fox. I mean, I don't know if they're willing to move Fox. I shouldn't say that. They said no, but I think they are willing to. Sacramento might move Fox. They seem to be engaged with Sabonis. Sabonis for Fox kind of notion. Boston gets evolved. Boom. Right. Where basically Boston sent stuff to Indiana. Uh, Sabonis goes to Sacramento. More picks from Boston go to Sacramento. Uh, Celtics take on Buddy Heald and, and get Fox. There's there's that notion. I could see that. I could see, forget Boston for a second, I could see Boston and Indiana connecting, Boston, Indiana, Sacramento connecting. And then I could see, forget Boston, New York jumping in, New York, Philly, Sacramento. And I don't know what to believe, but, like, I think part of the Simmons thing is a lot of teams are scared to uh, to take him on. And, you know, I, I, um, I could see that, right? But I think the Knicks could do something with... Um, with Sacramento, where, again, they, they maybe Barrett's involved... Um, or even Randall, maybe. Probably Barrett, right? And, and they can get Fox to Philly, and Simmons goes there, along with other pieces. So a lot of craziness there, but the lesson needs to be, right, don't, if you if you really want to trade your youth, you got to play your youth. So the Celtics effed up, 
They didn't play their trio of youth, Pritchard, Neesmith, and Langford. The values aren't that great. So they can't expect to get much for them. New York made the same mistake. And now the now both of them now look like they want to linger to get that sixth seed to make a magic run. It ain't going to happen because they didn't play their youth. Don't expect your youth to be valuable if you don't value it yourself.